I don't know if I can put this in the podcast, but do you want to hear my two new uh, characters I've just been doing around the house? Yeah, I, I do. Just it. It's been helping me with this elect election process. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's um, uh, Lucas and Professor Layton from the Layton Games <laughs> talking about the the democratic election. <laughs> And, and all it is, is is that Luke asks questions. He's like, oh, what's this, Professor? It's like, oh, that's, that, that's the uh, it's the democratic debates, Luke. We need to win this or we're not going to get any health care. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, Luke, if we don't have health care, we're all going to die. And it, it seems like Bernie Sanders was doing okay, but... but uh, uh, Biden has taken the lead. Who's Biden? Oh, he's this crazy old man. He's this crazy old man, isn't he? He's just a crazy. He's a crazy old guy, and he uh, he has what's called a super pack. A super pack. What's that? Well, it means a lot of rich people like him, Luke. And uh, it's going to swing him the election. I I don't like this puzzle, Blayton. But that's not fair, Professor. <laughs> I don't think it's a puzzle that can be solved, Luke. <laughs> My one weakness. Why is the old man like that, Professor? He has a dementia, <laughs> Luke. He can't keep it straight. And who's the fella with, behind the pillar with the, the, the mop cloth hair? Well, that's Trump. Well, he's a crazy old loon too. And <laughs> well, What's he doing? He's the president. This whole oh. country is run by crazy old men, Luke. Ah! Uh, oh, God! <laughs> oh, oh, fuck! Oh, no! Leighton, this is the worst puzzle yet! <laughs> yes, it's a head-scratcher, Luke, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's a real, a real, it's a real a puzzler. A real head-scratcher. It's a bit of a brain teaser, Luke. A real brain-buster, Luke. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Jason Kevin Show, Sky Pirate Radio, at you once again, like we never left. Uh, I'm with my, my good friend, Kevin Stott. Kevin, how's the air today? The air is decidedly breathable. Decidedly breathable, a little moist, would you it say? Is, it is. Crisp. Um, better than a few, a few, however long it was ago when there was all smoke everywhere. That was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, there was smoke and then there was a lot of rain, at least in Sydney, and now it's kind of in the middle there and the less smoke, so that's good. Did you uh, get any of that brown rain? Brown rain? No. Yeah, we got some rain down here where uh, afterwards it, I guess it had dust in it or smoke in it or something. It made everything, like everyone's cars and stuff were all brown. Yeah, I, I know when the, the dust was kicking up everywhere due to all the smoke, um, all the cars here got messed up, but I, I do not recall any brown liquid emerging from the sky, which I'm thankful for, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry you had to go through that, Kevin. No, it was fine. It was just, it was very strange, wasn't it? it, was, it I, why am I talking about it now? But it was very apocalyptic. There's like a, there's a mountain that you can see from my house. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a, it's like, you could, it's like 
10 minute drive away and you, and you couldn't see it where's the, my mountain gone it's covered no, by smoke concealed mountain um i mean that was pretty scary there for a while the sky was orange like every day mm. at all times pretty freaky it's going to be fun seeing all the all the health implications it's going to be its own kind of video game <laughs> what an adventure uh, the rules that... are you have to tr- what sorry i just i feel like i've backed us into a corner <laughs> Sky Pirate Radio, only here for good times. No, look, we love having fun on the show. Um, Jokes and japes, papers. What a season it's been, you know? It's been, yes, Australia's been a wild place for a little bit now, and we're just going to do our best to to tough through it, must hunker hunker down, so to speak, through all, all the nasty stuff that's been going on in the world, which is a plenty. And, Sky, uh, and Sky Pirate Radio uh, gonna... is the remedy. Mm-hmm. Where to cure? We're, <laughs> like, we're okay. A, we're a grassroots <laughs> campaign. We're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is a lot of pressure for me. I don't know if we can swing <laughs> these debates. I can handle it. Well, yeah, that, like... that, it's okay. All we have to do is talk about the video games. We gotta talk about... Uh, video games are a, are a right to all humans... <laughs> Everyone deserves to play video games every day. Command and Conquer, Mortal Kombat, Bulletstorm, all the big ones. <laughs> all We're your favourites. All the favourite video games that you hear about. You'll hear about it here on Sky Pirate Radio. First off, I think we should talk about our own games. Uh, whatever little progress we've made here and there with it. Uh, I know... Kevin, you've been uh, you've been wild uh, with the niece stuff. We have a survey up right now on uh, Twitter. If you want to go at Sky Pirate Radio uh, for some of Curve, uh, I, I just mess, uh, I said Kevin and survey at the same time for some of Curve's survey. Um, if you want to check out Kevin's survey, um, uh, he's got a, a lot of products there to show off. I do. Uh, mm-hmm. A fancy, a fancy dancy t-shirt, some, some character designs that you may be familiar with from some stuff we've worked on in the past, and uh, things you can wear, things you can hold. Come on uh, down. Come on down to Kevin's Funny Store, Bab Lab. Bab Lab. Okay, so that's there, you can check that out, but what, what about our games? How's that been uh, feeling out? I I just did an update to Getaway Grand Prix and uh, the controls don't work, so I'll have to go back and fix that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, been, a, that's a bad one. <laughs> I've been working on. Uh, I've just been tweaking some stuff and polishing it up a bit. Um, spent basically all morning trying to figure out how to make. I was just like making points when you destroy a police car. But I couldn't get it to appear in front of the explosion, and that's basically what I spent all today doing. Um, comparing, because I have it working in Lamplet, so I was comparing the like all the settings and stuff, but I just wasn't looking at the right place. So I just had to add an extra component that, that does it, but... Oh, mm-hmm. well, I, fi- I figured it out now. Um, it's good, I'm excited. It seems like that's a lot of issues. In 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 yeah, that's just how it is a lot of the time. Um... Trying to figure out what to put in it. I'm thinking that maybe the vibe is going to be, um, kind of 
like in Pac-Man Championship where you can, uh, the ghosts that you go past start following you and become a train. I'm thinking of something like that where you can kind of pick up police cars and get them to follow you and then you can do different, you know, uh, like chase scene trope stuff. You can skid into like garbage bags to make them explode and then they cover the car behind you and it, it skids and crashes, stuff like that. Um, that's my plan for that. So it's coming, it's coming along. Um, yeah. Very, very solid concept, I feel like, for Getaway Grand Prix. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Everything I think it'll is be epic. coming along. It'll be epic. It'll be totally mm-hmm. epic, dude. Yep. Um, all, all three of our, our arcade games here we got that we've been, been working on are going to be some epic things to play. No, it's not... Okay, hold on. It's not going <laughs> to be on the epic store. It's shaping up to be uh, a totally epic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not getting we're not getting bought by Epic or or no. are going to be on the Epic store. But no, we're we're open to that for sure. If if uh if Epic did want to give us a lot of money to and be I'm on sure the Epic listening. store, I, w- I wouldn't say no. No, me neither. Sure, love money. The offer's open, fellas. If you're listening, uh, this um, is our official public declaration. No, this is not a podcast. We tricked you. Uh, we're just trying to get Epic on our side on this one, and we've been trying to contact them for ages, and they just won't listen. So here we are, Doing naked before them. Yep, we're naked. So we're begging. <laughs> I'll do anything just to drop that sweet money. See, this is not. This is what they don't tell you about game development. There's a lot of begging, and this is how it is. So we're showing everyone. <laughs> You'll be begging, like, people on the street, uh, you'll be begging debt collectors when they can uh, come knocking on your door, you'll say, please go away, I beg you. Stuff like that. What did we say last week? Pauper the Prince, that's the story. That's the story, and look, (laughs) we're not shy, we're starting out as paupers, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine, fine as hell. So, so yeah, that's the games. That's the that's the niece, uh, and that's the deal, really. Uh, do you want to talk about any of the the games you've been jamming on the side, Kevin? Oh boy, do I! Um, so dude, this Getaway Grand Prix is kind of uh, it's it's kind of similar to Pac Man. So I wanted to do some investigations on Pac Man, and uh, kind of see. See what's out there. What what kind of different things do we got? What what twists and turns do we have? Um, so there's a on the App Store. There's there's a Pac-Man, which I was expecting to just be, just like a regular. I was expecting it to be just a Pac-Man, but I guess it has ads in it. But it's not that. It's like you can you can play original Pac-Man, but also it's like. You, you get coins, you earn coins, and then you can use those coins to buy new, like, mazes and layouts, and and then you can play those, and it's, it's a weird one. It's just kind of Pac-Man, but it has, like, a bunch more levels in it, and I just wasn't expecting that from, from, uh, downloading it, but yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird free-to-play Pac-Man. Um... 
And also there's Pac-Man 256, the one by the Crossy Road guys, and that's fun. Um, Because it has some different ghosts that have different behaviours and stuff. I think that that's... um, I think that 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 is good. I think that with our (laughs) enemies in this game, I've got like a lot of ideas in my head about Pac-Man. I'm trying to thread them all together. No, I, I understand. They're all right in the bubble out. <laughs> um, well, I'll come. I'll come back to it. There's so, and there's also Pac-Man Championship Edition. So I've been playing the second one uh, on Switch and the first one on the phone. So I think the Championship Ch- Pac-Man Championship one is pretty good. It takes Pac-Man and it starts trying to make it uh, into the like what is it, like Geometry Wars kind of direction where it's a, a weird uh, techno score thing. And it puts some new interesting things in. Um, how does it work? So you have to clear... The dots are usually on a single path, which is nice, so you don't have to like backtrack or go around corners and kind of go back, which is good. Um, and then you're also picking up ghosts to follow behind you so that once you get a power pellet, you'll eat them all for a bunch of bunch of points. Um, and you kind of keep going back between the left side of the screen, clearing all the dots to get a fruit on the right side of the screen, which you eat that, and then it gives you a new left side. So you're kind of clearing each side and then going to the other side and refreshing the other side and going going back and forth. Uh, and it gets faster as you go when you eat the ghosts. And um, kind of there's a, like a nice slowdown when you get close to danger to kind of let you escape easier um i don't remember is there anything else important that i'm missing there's, about there's a that? bomb i couldn't figure out how to use it oh yeah the bomb the is it's i tell you i had to i went back to the tutorial to try and figure out how the bomb uh, how to activate it too and it is you have to do a pinch like a pinch gesture but outwards um okay which was a which was a weird one I guess normally, like, if you're playing it, it's a it's a weird one to play on the phone as well, because, like, you kind of have to alternate between, like, well, I'm going to use my right thumb when he's on the left side of the screen, and then when he's on the right side of the screen, I'll have to switch to my left thumb, because otherwise my right thumb will be in the way. Um, so I guess you kind of have your two thumbs there, and the idea is that you're going to use both of them to activate the bomb. Right. Um, okay. Which is a weird one. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd, I would expect you to just double, just double tap. Why isn't it a double tap? But whatever, <laughs> that's fine. Um, the second, so I think that is does some interesting things, um, with Pac-Man. It takes Pac-Man and it pushes it in a bit, a bit further. Uh, and then Pac-Man Championship Two takes championship one and then it pushes that even further to the point where it's not really recognizable as pac-man anymore well it 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 is but it it takes it changes some things in some very weird ways so championship two is definitely all about speed you start off at basically like the max speed from the from the first one um so it's all about doing it very quick and Part of that is they removed the slowdown from when you get close to the ghosts and replaced it with you can just bump into them. <laughs> like it just, it's fine. The ghosts don't hurt you. 
until so you bump into them and then they kind of fly up in the air and you can go past and then when they land there they can actually damage you and they'll try and chase you which is a weird one because i mean i guess in the in championship one you would use a bomb to get through guys but in championship two bombs don't affect the ghosts they return you back to the middle of the level which is where like a power pellet or a like a fruit is once you've earned it um by eating the little dots that are around um but it just makes it really weird because like in the first one you kind of feel like you have some different choices if a ghost is coming you have to kind of try and go another way and figure out how you're going to get back on track to collect all those dots um Whereas in Championship 2, the game like kind of tells you at the start, here's your trail of dots. Basically, what you have to do is follow that, and you'll avoid all the ghosts. So I think also something that these Championship games are doing is that they are trying to maybe distill what a very, like a very pro Pac-Man player would do. So I imagine that's someone who is very good at original Pac-Man and is, like, doing arcade high scores and stuff, they know what the perfect layout is. They know where... They have, like, a path for collecting all the dots in the fastest way. So I understand why they would try and get rid of that and just go, here's here's the one path that you have to follow. Um, But it kind of just makes it... It removes the ghosts from the equation, really. So it's just, can you turn the corners and eat all the dots? Yeah. Because if a ghost gets in you... Like, they've laid it out so you avoid most of the ghosts, which is what, a, like, a pro player would do because you can kind of move to... The ghosts are kind of chasing you or they have different ru- the different rules. So if you're very good at Pac-Man, you're also kind of playing the ghosts because you know where they'll move if you move to a certain place. Um, but then, yeah, also in two, like, if a ghost does happen to get in your way, you just bump into them a bunch of times until they jump up in the air, and then you just keep going, so you never have to really kind of change your route, um, so I found that was weird, but something that is kind of good about it is when you get a power pellet, um, the ghosts kind of go... It shows you the path that the ghosts are going to go on, because they're moving so fast at that point that you would never be able to catch them. And also, have they have, like, a trail behind them. You have to eat them from the head and not from, like, the back of the trail. So you have to kind of have that knowledge of knowing where they're going to be. And I assume that that is maybe also something from the arcade one. Like, maybe they have kind of ghost routes there that if you were an experienced player, you would know where they are and know how to cut them off. So I think that's an interesting idea to give that information to... um, to you without you having to memorize it. Um, so I'm trying to think about what what I've learned from that and how I want to apply it. And I think number one is like that thing about you being able to play the ghosts. Like they um like it's kind of they look where they're going right with their little eyes. So it's. It's possible in some ways to kind of anticipate some of the stuff that they're going to do, but I think that 
something that I want to do for Getaway is um, enemies that are... It's very clear kind of what their state is and visually uh, they kind of react so that you understand how your positioning is affecting them. Like if you get in front of a police car, it turns its siren on and it starts chasing you, stuff like that. Um, that's what I think about about my Pac-Man adventure. Do you think that uh, in, in the case of the police cars, would they anticipate... Um, like would would some of them have AI that some like a few would chase you and some would back off and try and corner you somewhere else? Would it be indicated like Pac-Man that they'd be operating differently? Maybe have their like little police siren on a different color or something. Yeah, yeah, that could, I, I think I would probably have them different, um, like different kinds of cars and stuff that have different behaviors. So I think the probably the regular police cars will just chase you, and then maybe they have big like trucks that'll try and. Like, they'll see you, and then they'll just try and drive... They'll just drive straight at you in a straight line and kind of try and charge you like a kind of a bull kind of guy, and then you can go quick zip around and, and boost into them from the side. Those are the kind of the uh, the ideas that I have at the moment. Can't wait for the new Pac-Man. Also, if Bandai Namco wants to, to uh, rub bellies with us for a little bit, we'd be happy to talk for a new Pac-Man right. Championship Edition. Those Pac-Man, those Pac-Man dollars. Yeah, so you've got a bit, so you've had a bit of Pac-Man fever, is, is what I have, I'm hearing. I have had Pac-Man fever, uh, which, contrary to popular belief, is actually a, a hereditary syndrome. Thank God, there's too much going around these days that, uh... Yeah, you can't you, catch, you can't you know. catch Pac-Man fever, your, uh, your, 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 uh, grandparent on your mother's side gave it to you. Mm-hmm. It's with you for life, too. So thank her. Uh, until until you're, you've got old, crooked hands, you'll be have, s- s- slapping your fingers around an slapping arcade board playing Pac-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's also useful because there's so much information on... Like, I, I watched a video that explains uh, how the ghosts behave and it was comprehensive in such a way that I would be able to pretty easily replicate it, which is useful because for something like, I remember in um, trying to make AI or like, not even like just trying to make the behavior for the enemies in uh, Blazing Barrels. It was like, well, what, what do they do? What, like, because you look at, I look at something like, Enter the Gungeon and, and Nuclear Throne, and it appears that the enemies are doing some some pretty complex behavior, but I'm sure it's based on some simple rules. I just can't figure out exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. So this would be a good way of refining that stuff in terms of having a more sort of uh, limited and simplistic uh, behavior that is sort of defined by the, the maze yeah. Kind of layout. I think that's good. I remember Miss Miss Pac-Man had some... I don't know if the ghost behavior was randomized in a weird way or what was going on with that one. But but it was... The, the ghost behavior was, was programmed sort of differently from the first game. 
that they some sometimes they just kind of mess with you and do a different thing. Mm. So I think uh, that's the one that a lot of pro players uh, flock to back in the yeah back in the the rolling eighties. Faster as well, right? Yeah. I had a Miss Pac-Man high scorer in a bar once. Congratulations. Thanks. There's a there's a picture of me looking looking psyched as hell. <laughs> I think I think uh, they got rid of the machine because no one could beat me. <laughs> Undefeated. As, as far as as far as I'm concerned. Uh so that's Pac-Man. What else been going on? We know Pac Man. Everyone's we all heard know Pac Man. Pac Man's old news. What else is Pac Man? <laughs> um, so we we've been playing that uh, mobile Dragon Quest game, and also mm-hmm. I've been seeing the Dragon Quest characters in Fortune Street, and also I watched uh, Dragon Quest Your Story, the the movie, and it was pretty yes. good. It was pretty good. I liked it too. It's, uh, I think it was the fourth game, or the fifth game. I haven't played the one it's based on. Um, but it's one of yeah, them. Yeah, I didn't know that it was... I had a feeling that maybe it was based on one of them, but I didn't know which one. Mm. Or, or yeah, I, I think it, it seems, might be five. Because I didn't know, it seemed to me like it was just... It was kind of, uh... It seemed like... It seemed to me that it was just like a kind of mix-up of things that normally happen in Dragon Quest games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure at first, too. I think the giveaway for me was when they did the... At the very start of the movie, they do the uh, sort of, you know, uh, pixelated style uh, yeah. of the game. And they they do a lot of story that way. They just get a lot of stuff out of the way. Like, here's, that, here's what's happening, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, it was a weird one. That Like, that part at the start, it, it was kind of... Like, the sprites looked weird as well. It made me feel like it was added on afterwards. To just kind of give you a little bit of a... A little bit of more of an understanding than just opening into whatever it did. Yeah, maybe they needed to... Maybe they had those scenes all storyboard and were like, We don't... The money's out. It's run dry. <laughs> Gotta use the game. It was good. It was fun. It was like a video game story. Uh, in that there were, you know, he goes on, you know, three or four different kind of little, mostly self-contained adventures and fights the bosses and stuff. And there's a wacky, crazy twist. Mm-hmm. The animation is uh, all very, very charming. It's very cartoony and cute. Yeah, it's but... all really good. The, all the, there's lots of fun kind of uh, monster fighting montages, and they did lots of fun stuff with, like, the translucency of the slimes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't expect this big push for Dragon Quest. I just kinda came out of nowhere for me. Um to see that they're 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 kinda boosting it as a big franchise outside of uh just Japan again. Because I know it's it's huge there. But um I hope people latch onto it. Those games are really neat. I, I think you'd really like uh the the Dragon Quest eleven. Yeah, I, I do want to try it. I'm interested. Because it also kind of has something... It has something to do with something else that we're going to talk about. The Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, like, is there... Is there space for a turn-based game? Why why is that died out? Is... Like, I understand 
like they've chosen with Final Fantasy fifteen and uh seven remake to have kind of a more actiony thing, which is good because I feel like for a new audience um I don't think a turn based thing it just grabs the attention of someone who has doesn't already like isn't already familiar with it. Yeah. I'm in a weird position of let's just jump I guess we can just jump right into the the Final Fantasy 7, right? Yeah, let's do it. I didn't I didn't finish the demo. Did you did you beat the the whole dang thing? I did. It wasn't that How long, long was it? Um I I couldn't I couldn't say. Between okay. under an hour. I'd say. Hmm. Okay, I probably almost finished it. I, I reckon. I uh, I, I did the big uh big boss battle, and then uh the explosion was happening as uh, the countdown was going down. Yeah. After and, you finish uh, the I boss just... battle, it's about five minutes of escaping, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like. You don't get I it. I think. I think I I just I, I like turn-based stuff because I like being able to, to think about it for a bit. Mm. I, I enjoy that. Uh, here, I I super I think I understand what they're doing because it's like, okay, here's the sort of active time battle mechanics that Final Fantasy VII has, where you got to wait for the bars to go up and and then you pop your abilities. Um, but and while you're not doing that, you're just attacking or whatever. Uh. But yeah, they've meshed that with the the character action kind of light stuff, where where you're putting in certain inputs of like here's a heavy attack and here's some some light attacking and stuff like that. And and it didn't, it felt like it wasn't really meshing for me. It I feel like Final Fantasy 15 did the the sort of same idea, where you have uh, sort of gauges always moving up and uh, you're, you're popping abilities every once in a while, like an active time battle. And then uh, while you're doing that, you're also just attacking and warping around and stuff. But the decisions you're making here are kind of different, I feel like. In that, uh, it, it's it's in Final Fantasy XV, you could warp all over the place, so you didn't really have to worry mm, too much about dodging true. and parrying. Um, and here, you're doing a lot of like, uh, like I haven't played Dark Souls, but you're just kind of mashing around and uh, blocking and dodging and doing a lot of stuff while you're also worrying about uh your active abilities and i found yeah. it hard to pass there was a bit much going on for me i don't know how you felt about it kevin maybe it's, you got into the swing of things there is parts where it's kind of so in in general i think i liked it it is a compromise mm-hmm. between people who want it to be turn-based uh, and trying to bring in new people by making it active. Um, so, I, I I enjoyed it. I think there's some things like... I'm, I'm unsure how much... Like, how many of these attacks am I expected to be avoiding? Like, can I avoid all of them? Because in Final Fantasy, normally you just get you just get hit a lot, and you just have to take your lumps and then make sure you eat your potions. Um, and 
in this one, it seemed like with the normal enemies, I could get out of the way. It, like, a, also, like, special moves would, like, kill a normal soldier in one hit, which is nice. Um, but then, yeah, fighting the big boss and he's always shooting those missiles at you, I'm like, am I, am I supposed to be able to avoid these missiles? Because I keep trying to, and uh, I keep getting hit by missiles yeah it's it when I, I kept trying to avoid them and it was sort of like a, sometimes i'll avoid them sometimes i won't i don't know i like I, it's it's not really clear to me uh, i think it's just uh i think that's probably an issue with um that first boss and that particular ability hopefully like i think over time in the game i think you would get used to it do i think it would be great and very fun probably not i don't really like these ones i don't remember which ones have it if it's in uh what like 13 or 15 where it has the like stagger gauges and you have to stagger them yeah both games um, i think i think that like it's a fine idea my issue is that it's just hard to tell what is working like i think just Everything that does, like, all, all the stuff that is supposed to be good for staggering a particular enemy, just make it fill up twice as much stagger bar, because it does not have to take, it doesn't have to take that long. It takes so long to break that stagger bar, and then you have such a limited amount of time to try and do damage, and by the time you've broken them, it's like, well, I've got no bars left to use to attack them for my couple of seconds that I have. Um, I think it's gonna be good, but like the the thing that I was trying to remember back to uh, Final Fantasy fifteen and trying to remember if that's what the combat was like, and um, I just like when I think of Kingdom Hearts, I am thinking of Sora doing his you know fourteenth string of like air combos on some some poor guy. Um, but I tried to think of what the combat was in 15 and I didn't remember any of it. I just remembered the stuff that happened, you know, the, the campsites and the food and the different towns and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in it, I, I guess, in, in that way, in that it is kind of a tour and, uh, and a journey. Because I didn't play that much of seven i i didn't play it as a kid i tried to play it as a teenager on uh i got it on ps3 and i got up to like the the ninja town or something so i didn't get that far and mostly what i remember of it is there's like these enemies that are like big yellow eggs and they're like um they're like russian dolls where there's a smaller one inside <laughs> That's most of what I remember about the original Final Fantasy. Mm. I, I think I think the thing was that was sort of bothering me a little bit with this was that there was a, a bigger... I guess the mechanics are more... There's more mechanics. And, and it made me just miss uh, a little bit less going on there. Like I just yeah. wanted, I, I kind of, I think, I think that might be a menu option though. Uh, a friend told me after I'd already played, uh, finished playing it, that uh, there was a settings thing for for uh, active yeah, time. Yeah, I think maybe? they have a, I think they have a classic mode where it just makes him uh, automatically attack, and then most yeah. you just have to worry about um, activating the abilities. Yeah, that sounds palatable to me, and it would be interesting to see if. Uh, 
the computer controlling me would behave, how it would behave in like boss battles, if it would do the efficient stuff that it needed to. Yeah, it would be interesting. Like I could, I would expect it. Like it would definitely attack, but yeah, would it roll out of the way of a lightning bolt or something? I don't know. Yeah. To be seen. To be seen. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting one. They have apparently put uh, like a whole bunch of money into AI for stuff like. Uh, the it can automatically it'll automatically do the lip syncing to the audio on the fly and not only that but also it will try and pick up on the emotions in the audio and try to reflect those in the face as well huh apparently they've been working on a bunch of like kind of ai director kind of stuff apparently spent some time on the like dynamic camera angle mm. AI director stuff that tries to keep it out of out of the way and pick like pick what is the best angle um which is a weird one cuz like if it's a cutscene then you already know what it's going to be but pick whatever. the best like they they like uh, what would be an optimal cool angle for this uh cutscene that's about to play out that sort of thing I guess but yeah I, I don't know I it was a, it was like a, just a snippet from an interview mm. Well, it's kind of interesting. I've had a look at after playing it. I had a look at the um, the original one, and the intro section that the demo goes over. It's got about it's got like half the fights, and it's over in like it's over in like fifteen minutes compared to however long this new demo takes. Mm-hmm. Which is just so it's interesting. a bit, bit more uh, extended out, giving it a bit more extravagance because everyone. Everyone's stoked for it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think it, especially for an intro, I think for the original one, it, it makes sense that it uh, is so short and snappy because you want to kind of hook people in, right? But I guess this one is just, um, I guess you have to wait a bit longer to get that that end of that first adventure it, it gave me uh some final fantasy 13 feelies of like uh i'm walking i'm walking through this big metal place you know <laughs> i'm talking to a guy and i'm, I'm walking through it it's pretty it is I pretty like i'm it. glad that you don't have to like stop and talk to anyone really they'll just kind yeah. of talk if you're close to them and they'll pop up your subtitles on the side they'll pop up you know your when you level up and when you get potions and stuff. One thing I didn't like is it takes a little bit too long to swing your sword to break a box that has a potion in it. And you're just kind of sitting there for a second after after you swung your sword. And if you didn't get all the boxes, goodness me, you're going to have to go you're going to have to try again. What are you doing? What are you doing, Cloud? Come on, you can't now. hit a box. You can hit a you can hit a big scorpion tank, but you can't hit a simple box. Mm. I think what, what did me was that I was having trouble before the Scorpion fighting one of those big metal guys yeah. um, where you have to use some magic on him. And then after the fight, I was out of... After the big fight with the Scorpion, I was out of magic. It's like, okay, time to run. And I was going along. And then another one of those big metal dudes showed up on the way out. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to... I don't <laughs> want to deal with him. Uh, yeah. it's. I think it's just the length of the fights and how long it takes to fill up that bar. Um, it, it's, it, I felt that the same thing about 
uh, 15, I think. The, the fights go on just a little bit too long. Yeah, they can. Um, especially that fucking turtle. Jesus Christ. I spent yeah, all Christmas like... Day on that. <laughs> well, I guess that's... Uh, that's If they want to do the... That's the idea of the turtle fight, I guess. Yeah. Leave it in for the suckers to, to <laughs> <laughs> enjoy for, the, for people to torture themselves with. Yep. I've got the platinum. They can't take it away from me. They can add all <laughs> the DLC trophies they like. I've still got the platinum, baby. You earned it. Mm-hmm. It's all mine. Uh, you've been you've been uh, jamming much else, Kevlar? I was also playing... I've just been discovering new characters that I'm enjoying to play in Smash Brothers. I thought oh. that I was I thought that I was done and I you know I'd already played all the classic mode and whatever and I thought I was done with these guys but I brought you back in. Yeah, just when I thought I was out there dragging me back in. <laughs> um I wanted to play. I was just curious again because I'd been kind of uh, examining them to play Cloud and also Dragon Quest Hero, and they are interesting. I've been enjoying Cloud very much because he has a nice, he has a nice big chop with his big sword that you can do, and if you get him in the right spot off the stage, then you just meteor smash them right down, and they are dead. So mm-hmm. I've just been that's. That's been what I've been doing mostly, is, is getting that big chop. The big um, choppy. And I I was also interested in trying to compare it to how it felt in uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, you know, he's, he's got the same moves. It kind of makes sense. Um, in Smash, like, the it, he has some of the same moves visually. In Smash, he's, he's always just... Well, because I'm playing him, he's always jumping around trying to do that big <laughs> chop. So it doesn't look it doesn't look too much like it. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. And then also the uh, hero and his different, his different moves and specials and stuff. He has so many very powerful spells that will just kill people. Yeah. Um, I like that it's kind of a wild card. Yeah, he is. I was kind of disappointed because I... I'm mostly familiar with the monsters from Dragon Quest more than I am the uh, abilities. Mm Mm-hmm. So you would have liked to see the the, the, uh, slime. Yeah, you'd just be the slime. I don't know. You could be... Well, I, I think I just had a... I just had a weird... I just had a we- it makes total sense that this is what the character is. I just had a weird idea, I guess, of what he would be. Mm-hmm. It could be uh you know, a Goku, one of the Dragon Quest guys. You know, Goku from Dragon Vegeta. Quest. Vegeta. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Alright, thanks. <laughs> good. Good. Done. Good What's next? Some good yeah, ding, some good ding. yes ending. On to the next <laughs> thing. Yes. That's why they pay us the big podcast bucks, you know? <laughs> Flawless. This money we're making is crazy because of how good we are at improv comedy and making people laugh and smile uh, video game jokes. 
we don't even need to run so ads on this podcast. Apple actually pays us a huge amount every episode because of the people that it's bringing to the platform. Mm-hmm. There's our people Apple out there, music. people lining up around the block to to get their iPhone just so they can listen to Sky Pirate Radio. They want Sky Pirate Radio and that NXS album that was downloaded to your iPhone uh, in 2015. Those are the two big hot demands for the iPhone these days. That's what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want that underdog story, so we're going to keep pretending like we're not making huge bank right now. Uh, so that we can... Uh, rags to riches. Rags to riches uh, kind of uh, Cinderella story here of game development. Um, just kidding. We're, you know, we're not. Anyway, have you been playing <laughs> much else, Kevin? No, that's it. I'm ready mm-hmm. to talk about okay. whatever comes in my way. Alright, I've been playing a couple things. Let me divulge them to you. Still Snack World, baby. Snack oh, World. Snack world. You know? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, does it make more sense to you? Do you, do um, you it's, rock Snack World? I, I, I rock the Snack World. I, like, it's it still hasn't made me laugh or nothing. But I like all the all the characters. Uh, it's fun to, to move your hands around with it while you're watching a movie or doing something else. Mm. It's a good, like, a Diablo game. Uh... And uh, I think one of the things I appreciate it that I don't think I covered on the last episode is that it is very, uh, what's the word for it? Snacky? The art, it's, it's tasty, yeah. It's, no, the, the art is, the art's kind of okay-ish, but the, the 2D art that they use with the, the 3D assets, it looks very nice. Like, um, it's kind of almost got like a slot machine kind of look where you're picking up chests and, uh, little characters will come up in the corner of the screen that you're not familiar with and say things to you and congratulate you for getting a chest. And then there'll be, like, a little roulette thing that goes and goes, oh, spin the chest. Oh, you got an extra loot. And it's, it's, there's a, it's very eye-catchy. Hmm. Um, without also having uh, the problems that a lot of mobile games have where it's eye-catchy and then it's like, hey, give me $40, please. <laughs> uh, which I guess we'll get into a bit later. Um, but, yeah, Snack World... Yeah, there's a. I keep trying to fucking. There's a slot machine kind of thing where if you pay a hundred gravies, which is the money in Snack World. <laughs> okay. I would then, never have guessed that. You wouldn't have guessed it of Snack World no. that the money is called gravies. No, I, isn't it I funny though? Know. It's kind of like a food. How wacky! It's like a. It's Kingdom of Loathing. It's funny. Jo- it's meat. How wacky for the for the world to be a snack. Those level five guys must be laughing their heads off over there in Japan. Thinking oh, it's of all a, this it's funny a miracle stuff. they get anything done. They're all, they're always splitting their sides, rolling on the ground laughing. Great. I mean, they're not they're not splitting their sides, they're playing a little bit of snack world. Get to work, guys. It's all snack world every day over there. Jesus. Um yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I still don't have any sort of attachment to the multiplayer side of things. I think I only ever would if it was someone I knew. Because mm. otherwise, it's just like, here's me <laughs> and this person I'm not talking to, both playing Snack World. And I, I, I don't see the appeal of that. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, especially because you want to choose, like, um, 
every time you go out, you're choosing certain missions and uh, and going to the, the certain area that you have to go to. You're going to the same areas over and over, which is kind of uh, not not the best, <laughs> I have to say. So uh, you know, you're not interacting with the other person at all. It's just like you're both fighting, both doing stuff in the snack world. It's a it's an it's a good little idle hands game, Kevin. That's uh, you good. still I've need been, to get on it. I've been seventy s- bucks. I've been smashing uh, for that. For that. You've been smashing, smashing for some snacking. Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Once I need to get I, back into that. I wanna I wanna yeah, beat your high scores. Once I make my big uh, Kevin Stott Fab Lab bucks, I'll uh, I'll get snack oil. <laughs> you you don't have to look, man. It's a. Uh, I'll get look. I'll get. I'll get. I'll get ring fit first. Yeah, get ring fit first because you wanna you wanna make sure you're ready for snack world. <laughs> exactly. I have to train. I have to get ready. First, first the uh, first training, then the sweets. That's what you say. And then you <laughs> you bulk back up in snack world. Yeah, it's it's a it's an okay time. I like it. There's something I, I enjoy about it <laughs> for some reason. Maybe it's that it's on the Switch and it's always there, easy to access and, and just play a couple of dungeons. But is other than the, that, do you like the snacks a, a, part? The, what's that? Do you like the part of it where it's about snacks? I like the characters. So I've got like a little party of uh, all my favorite little guys. There's a ghost. <laughs> I'm just imagining imagining a party. I don't know if you ever saw these at the dentist, but there's like a a a, a um what do you call oh. it? Like a carton of milk and like a toothbrush and a carrot. It'll be in I'm like a pyramid. Yeah, I'm imagining that's your party. Like a nasty little apple with little stick legs and hands and a mouth. <laughs> I mean, these that's definitely. I'm imagining were always pretty appealing. Okay. Well, well, that's yeah, not really, not 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 really. See, it's just like sometimes it'll be like you know, it's not sometimes just food. Like here's an orange. It's it's just like uh, there'll be a goblin holding like a carton of milk, and his name will be milk 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 goblin, and that'll be, and then there'll be like a. Here's the problem with snack world, okay? It's I think I find is, that is that real? There's a goblin with a carton of milk. No, I made that up, but that's essentially the the like idea for all this shit is that there'll be it'll be a fantasy creature, and then it'll like sometimes be holding a food thing or a food thing may be mildly involved somehow. It's a very low effort, uh, monster concept. Yeah, like a like a turtle with a hot pot on it. That's one of them. That's a, you know, uh, but like here's the problem: every quest in Snack World has has sort of a an an arc. And it makes sense to me that it's a kids' TV show because it is always the same setup for every Snack World joke. We're like, "Oh, uh, the princess of the Snack Kingdom, Kevin, wants us to uh, get a giant uh, uh, rock monster to uh, get a ring so that <laughs> she can have it because she's pretty. Let's go get it." Uh, here's the rock monster. Uh oh, <laughs> it's made of poop. That's funny. Look at look at look at that. He's made of. That's so gross. Uh, and then you beat the rock monster, who's called a, a croc monster, because he's a crock of shit. 
and uh, then you uh, he gives you the ring, and it's a smelly, shitty ring. And uh, you're like, oh, poo ring. Christ. And yeah, and then that's the, it's waggity schmaggity doo. That's, and then the quest ends. And then, then you do the next one. Oh, she wants, a, she wants a little diamond that comes from a slime. But the slime, it's jelly, you see. It's, uh, it's, it's rote, is what it is. I'm sorry, <laughs> level five, but you got to come up with... I want to see... Here's what I want to see in Snack World. Breaking Bad kind of narrative. Yeah, I want it to be gritty. I want it to be deep. The characters' uh, colors are based off of the the color wheel chart of emotions, how the characters interact. It's tense. It's thrilling. That's what I need. Um, it's morally great. But you know what is tense and thrilling that I have been playing, Segway, is uh, Resident Evil 2. Uh, last time we were on the show, uh, I played and, and beat Resident Evil 2 with... Uh, Resident Evil 1 with my girlfriend, Ruli Lee. And now uh, we've played Resident Evil 2. Uh, which is a, a huge. Have you played that, Kevin? The original one? No, I've not. It is a, it's an incredible step up. I can't believe it. Like, the first one looks like so much like abstract art in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of. It's super pretty. Um, the environments they all look great. And of course, because they're pre-rendered, but they it lets them get away with a lot of stuff with their character models. Like, we played as Claire, and she's got physics in her all her ponytail that's all moving around. Mm. There's all sorts of nice ambient lighting throughout all the areas that also reflects off all the models. And, um, all, like, the cutscenes and stuff are all great. The, the, they stepped up the voice acting um, very much so, so that we can't make fun of it, which is a little bit of a shame. Huh. And it's, uh, it's uh, really cool and really scary. Um, they... Pretty much from the get-go, it's just they throw in tons and tons of zombies at you. Um, a lot more than you ever saw in the first game. Mm. So they, they definitely know what they're doing um, in terms of that stuff. I, I lost my train of thought. Good work, Res developers of Resident Evil 2. They did a good job. They did a really good job of it. I don't, know, I don't even know what to say. I'm very proud of them too. Uh... Jeez, I, I completely lost my train of thought of what That's I was saying. That's okay, I have something to say. I mm -hmm. remember back in the times when Level 5 was making Professor Layton, I remember thinking, man, I, I wish that they were making more Dark Cloud or whatever, but I guess that this is, I guess that this is what they're doing instead. And now, they've, they've made all these other games they made the, the Nino Kuni and the and the Yokai Watch and Snack World and I just realized it and I'm thinking wow not like this I didn't mean like this oh come on man that's mean <laughs> what about like I think Nino Kuni 2 at least is 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 pretty especially like dark cloud in in terms of you doing like a lot of kingdom building stuff I haven't I haven't really played any of them but you don't get to play golf. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's deal, my. Right? That was my number one. Dark Cloud has aged super well. I've found the last time I played it, which was about five years ago. It's um, and a, I kind of like the first one it's too. It's got Dark so much in it. It's so crazy. Mhm. Mm 
got that what coin else? that you flip. You get a angel or a devil. You get the angel or the devil. You can take photos of a lot of stuff um, to make inventions, but you don't mm. know where any of it is, so you have to look at a guide. <laughs> that's what game. That's what PS2 games were like. That's what it was like, kids. Back in the day. The game facts. You have to look at it. Um, with Resident Evil 2, there's a little bit of game facts looking, some puzzles and stuff. I remembered what I was going to say. Good. And it's not about the puzzles. The puzzles are kind of the, a, a pretty standard affair. You know, you're in a police station for most of the game, and, and as police stations have, there's a little, uh, uh, you know, a suit of card locks. you got your heart-shaped locks, your spade locks, you know, a police station. How do you... What, what is the key to unlock them? You have to find the heart-shaped key. And the okay. spade key, and the different keys they're for just, the doors. They're just shape coordinated. Mm, yes, it's showing, it's showing on the top of the lock which key you need, which might actually be a bad j- idea for a police station. You probably shouldn't signify that with the key. Or well, maybe the captain is just, like, really eccentric. Oh, he's eccentric. <laughs> he is... <laughs> I'm just going to spoil it for you a little bit. Sure. Because I'm, it I, is also a game. big... Uh, yeah, the Resident Evil Two. I I don't know if the the new one has this stuff. I haven't I haven't played it. If it does, I would be shocked because it is explicit in terms of uh, the police academy at the police the police place, whatever it's called, police building is uh, owned by Umbrella and uh, also owned by the chief, who is this creepy fucking dude. And you read about him, and he's got all the, he's got like rape allegations against him and stuff. It's what very f- hardcore. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I said when my fucking girlfriend was like, "Hey, look at this!" And it's <laughs> it's got all this like these allegations against this character, which Whoa. which kind of feels more of the times than it does of the nineties for sure. I I wouldn't have expected anything like that, especially in a PS one game. Um, and he, and he's a total creep. Be, like gritty and serious. Mm hmm. Yeah, it, it takes itself a lot more seriously. It's still got a bit of campiness, just because, of course, it does. But uh, the the uh, the chief, police chief loves uh, creepy erotic art all throughout his police station. Just pictures of women screaming and stuff. He's not. It it, it must be. I don't know why they hired this man, because he seems so he's got crazy. trouble written all over him. Yeah, and, and you, like, meet him at one point, and he's just got... There's a dead woman in his office. He's like, oh, I didn't kill her. I'm, I'm scary. And then you're just like, oh, okay, you're a good guy. All right. You seem all right. chief. Yeah, a comely fellow. You know. It, yeah, very, very cool, hardcore stuff from Resident Evil 2. <laughs> that, giant... I've picked that specifically as an aspect of the game that I love. No, it's it, I, the thing I like about it is uh, it is uh, super caught me off guard. Is like there's they wouldn't do something this actually disturbing and and mm, not nice, true. and and that kind of carries through the game. There's like parts where you have you're looking after Sherry, this little girl in um Claire's route, and uh, you you it, because of all these warning signs earlier in the game that all this messed up stuff is going on, you really do care about her fate as well. You're looking after her and protecting her and stuff like that. There's all these messed up, gross new zombies because of the G-Virus. They're all looking like fucking toads and shit. There's a giant crocodile that you blow up. I was never more proud of my girlfriend in, in that moment than when she blew up a crocodile in the face. Uh, it was it's was, it was a rollicking... Good time. Those are the greatest parts of a Resident Evil. 
like yeah, when, when it... there's a, like a giant Mothra made out of zombies <laughs> in mm-hmm. like six, or in like the um the the rail shooter one where you're like walking through a submerged like catwalk and you start getting attacked by zombie sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's it's always great too because it's it moves from it's it's zero to a hundred. You'll have you'll have trouble like struggling with one or two zombies in a room, and then you'll be fucking the next second blowing up a big, a big snake, <laughs> just a large large snake. Uh, <laughs> everything the the thing that the G virus does it turns out is that it takes an animal and it just makes them very big. <laughs> but with humans, it'll turn them into a crazy monster that keeps transforming into... Yeah, like, there's there's this... The main antagonist is this big mutant dude, and his model, like, keeps morphing, like, in-game. In like, he'll grow a new face, and his old face will go into his chest and then grow big new arms and fucking razor blade hands. And I have no idea how they're doing any of that stuff on the PS1. It's so incredible. And, uh... Let alone they also somehow managed to compress that onto a Nintendo 64, which is fucking balls to the wall. Like, all that FMB and stuff like that would have been so difficult. But, it's yeah, I was just so impressed by it. I love it. Resident Evil 2. I bet the new one is also scary. We'll probably play that at some point, too. Mm. Um, But that's most of everything for me. You know, it's it's... It's a uh, only emotional spikes. You got the the relaxed snack world and the very uh, tense uh, action rattling Resident Evil Two. You know, if you had to pick one to go and live in, which one would you pick? Uh. Uh. Oh God, snack world would be so annoying. Because you have to be, like, yeah, you'd have to be in... If you're in Snack World, you'd have to be in Snack World. But if you're in Resident Evil, in theory, it happens in the real world. So you could go to Australia and mostly, you know... I don't, I don't remember any Resident Evil game where something happens in Australia. So you could just have your normal life again and be mostly safe. Or I could turn into a fucking fruit roll-up man. <laughs> And just, like, dance around and make silly jokes, you know? Both I'm two great options. Yeah, look. Is that I the think... is that the, uh, the quality of joke we're looking at? Uh, I don't even know if it's that good. Because <laughs> they're not... It's not... It's not, not I'm not actually mostly. a fruit roll-up. I'll be a goblin holding a fruit roll-up instead of milk this time. I'll be a I'll be a fucking fairy with a hot dog. Yeah. Like it's the hot it's and there'll be a little joke. Maybe we should watch the cartoon. Yeah, let's watch every episode of the cartoon before we make our judgments on it. I I wanna save it. We have to be look, we have to we have to judge it on its own terms. Yeah. Uh, let me just see how many episodes of the Snack World series there is, and we'll get right to it right after the show. Um, so that's that. But right now we have something pressing to get to, Kevin. We got to get there quick because it's been a fucking hour. Okay. It's dr- it's Dragon Quest of the Stars, the game of the week. Game Club. Game Club, game of the week. <laughs> Thank you. 
Fan Club Club of the Week. Um, Dragon Quest of the Stars is on the mobile. You can download it on Android or iOS. It's a Dragon Quest game where uh, it's kind of like those, uh, uh, you know, hero-branded games you see on, on, on the phones right now where you've got a bunch of characters automatically fighting enemies and you're tapping little abilities on your screen and they're popping off using items to get through. And it's Dragon Quest. It's full-on story and, and uh, stuff going on. You're free deserted ca- characters deserted on an island and your grandpa comes out of a book and says hello. All seems like Dragon Quest stuff to me. Yeah. What I like. The what did grandpa. you think of? I like the. I like the, the. I like the magic grandpa too. I liked his. It's like a grandpa like in your pocket. I like his um, depiction in the little in the little intro video they play, where it's like someone has to kind of carry him, and he's just the top half of a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. The intro video was my favorite part of the game, and I I wanted to rewatch it, but I can't find out how to do it in the game. Hmm. Which is is frustrating for me. Uh, the games are the game's good. I would say it's good. It's very pretty to look at. Um, yeah. And the narrative keeps me going. I kind of want to see what happens. But mm. boy, did I get burnt out of looking at all those little little icons and curses, just like I felt with with Mario Kart World Tour. There's so many. It's so complicated. Mm-hmm. At least in Mario Kart World Tour, it was kind of clean, and it was like, okay, well, you have these three challenge boards, and that's all you have to worry about. In Dragon Quest, you got basically unlimited, like, crazy treasure maps. Who knows what you have to do? There's just so much going on. Yeah, so much to do, and so many options that I just kind of end up freezing up. But Uh, none of it is really, like, interesting or fun to go and do. It's just kind of tasks. Yep. Because there's very little actual you, you, game where you're deciding, you know, where your choices are having impact. Yeah, I think my favorite parts of the game is when, you know, you are navigating story quests and actually moving across the overworld. Um, seeing progress like that is pretty neat. My least favorite parts are the, any of the, the, like, additional tack-on, like, here's the key dungeons and stuff like that, where you're just going through... Uh, limited time dungeons that are promotional uh, or like co-op stuff um, with other players online um, to get better loot mm. which is I don't know uh, that's what dog those bark. games are I guess so I, but like I, I think I need the forward progression of the story I think I was also uh, on the money in that you might go to space in this one yeah, it definitely looks like it, doesn't it? It's very much on a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the grandpa seems to hint pretty heavily that there's other planets. Yes. So I hope there's a rocket ship. That's that's kind of the only reason that I keep opening it up now, is that I just want to see where the story stuff goes. Maybe you'll and get on that cosmic train that Dragon Quest has. Is that? Oh, Yeah. Totally, you get on you get on the Milky Way train, toot toot, the Polar Express of the Dragon Quest universe. <laughs> um, I I mo- think about moment it. Moment of silence for Dragon Quest, please. I think about it that it is, um, pretty, and there's not yes. really a game to play. <laughs> 
There's a lot yeah. of things to yeah. do, but they're not really uh, interesting or fun. It's busy work a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what it is with a lot of these gacha games. You have to be uh, very into the source material, I guess. Hmm. And also, any, any like of these lot. games that... Any of these games where it's like you have to grind... Like, it's built to have a lot of grinds to encourage you to pay to skip it. Um, but otherwise, you're just like, your phone is running playing this thing and you're not actually looking at it. It's like, well, that's just a waste of everybody's time and electricity, isn't it? Like, you just make mm -hmm. it a chest where you can come back in four hours and open it. You don't have to have... Like, what do you gain from having a, a person who doesn't have the money or doesn't want to spend the money, they have to sit there and, do like, fucking grind it out for four hours? Like, that doesn't make them like the game more. No. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I just... And they, I think the thing that always makes me go, like, no, 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 is whenever I'm... It's like, oh, d day three, you get more fingerlings... Like, as yeah. soon as I'm opening the app just to open it so that I get the thing and then close it, I don't want to even touch it anymore, really. Because it, yeah. it just becomes a chore. I, I feel the same I thing. Like Anytime a tutorial introduces me to the autoplay button, I'm like, what? I haven't even started <laughs> yeah. playing the game and you're already telling me that I shouldn't be playing it? What is going on? <laughs> um, it's an which idle is, game. Which is fine. I guess just... I guess times are changing. This is the new. Well, I hot guess stuff. we'll see. The the sad thing is that back in the day, you know, you would have got a you would have got a a bad Jumanji platformer on the PS One, and nowadays you get Jumanji Temple Run. When was the last platformer movie licensed game? Well, well it was just, kind it was of... If there was that weird Hotel Transylvania 3 game that came out pretty recently. <laughs> Where it was like Overlord or something? Yeah, it was a dudes. really weird one. It seemed like it had to be some executive's son was like, come on, let me make the Hotel Transylvania 3 game. Just this once. This is my big break. Other than that, I can't remember the last one. I remember Stuart Little. on Stuart Little 2 on PS2, but that, that was... Ages ago. It sure was a lifetime ago, it feels like. You were 100% of that one, didn't you? I sure did. Cool. My dad said no more games, so I had to 100% Stuart Little too. Oh, boy. Ah, Hachi Machi, sorry about that one, buddy. <laughs> Look, it was it was great. It's, it's a bummer that we don't get more... You know, back in the PS1 days, it was games about being like a small in a normal in like a house and you have to climb up on the counter and stuff games like yeah. that galore toy story 2 stuart Two story 2, 2 great example bugs life bugs life bad All example but great again. games about being small which you just don't get nowadays yeah did you ever play toy story 3 no, I didn't. That's a good one. It's it seemed, uh, it seemed like a, uh, it seemed interesting and weird. It's it's like the alpha for Disney Infinity. 
because uh, it's uh yeah it's got sense. like a, a creative toy box mode where you're you're unlocking stuff to do and you can change it from like a western town to a halloween town and you get a little car and you're jumping around and collecting stuff I, I I played it fairly recently again, a few years ago, and uh, it was really fun. Um, as someone who can't really have access to Disney Infinity stuff, because there's so much extra shit you have to buy. Um, which bums me out. I still kind of want to play Lego Dimensions, but, but I know that it would cost me up the wazoo. Mm. You're not... You're not missing out. <laughs> not say. missing much? No. Okay. I, I, had I like it. the idea. Yeah, it's a it's a neat idea. There's some... A lot of it is like... There's so much stuff where it's like, well, here's a door that you can't go through because you don't have Aquaman. Too bad, see ya. Oh. That's Like, there's a whole... There's a whole, like... It's, it's also interesting because there's kind of different... Um, there's different, like, because every vehicle has, like, three different kinds of thing. So, like, they're in the, every kind of property that they have has their own kind of world. And there's a big kind of metropolis one that also has a big Atlantis section. And so the only, the only thing that I had access to that could go underwater was there's, like, a, there's a transformation of the Ecto-1 that is a submarine. And so I could go mm-hmm. down there and look at everything in the submarine, but I couldn't talk <laughs> to anyone or do any quests. So you don't just, get that privilege. Yeah, you have to have Aquaman if you want or if you want that stuff, um, mm-hmm. which was weird. And then also, it has also its characterization of of Homer Simpson is he's like a funny cartoon man he's like slipping on banana peels and doing like bugs bunny stuff but it's like that's not like yeah he's a cartoon but that's not the kind of stuff homer simpson does that's uh disney just thinks every cartoon is mickey mouse Mm -hmm. oh no it's not disney it's fucking lego i'm sorry warner brothers i guess they have a lot of warner brothers stuff Mm -hmm. i guess i mean that's animaniacs Ghostbusters. They go Ghostbusters. <laughs> I meant to say Ghostbusters. <laughs> anyway, that's who... um, <laughs> Dragon Quest uh, of the Stars. I love Dragon nice Quest. One. What's next? What you are tell we going to do? We don't, <laughs> know. We don't gotta, know. What are we going to play for the game? Let's put Heart our heads Star? together on this one. We could we could try out Heart Star. That looks pretty cute. I've already played it on the phone, so that makes it easy for me. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't played it, so I can play it and then talk about it with you. You And all the fans of this podcast that can get in touch on Twitter at Sky Pirate Radio. You can question us at questions at skypiratestudios.com. Once again, I've an open offer. I will answer any question you ask. Any question As personal as you like. You can ask him anything. Where he keeps his gun. If he's missing any teeth. If I've done anything illegal. Mm-hmm. Any crimes. Now, this is your chance, IRS. You can really pin him with this one. So, don't don't miss it. But, this, yeah, this offer, <laughs> okay? is, this offer is not going to last forever, I'm telling you. So, send in your questions now. Send in your questions now. Um, you can also follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin Stott, right? 
You got yeah, a Twitter that's, too. Yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Don't wear it out. Follow me at Pizza Sheets. Like that's your name, right? That's my name on Twitter. Yeah, but it's your, also your name in real life. Yeah, my name's not Jay. Sorry, everybody. I've been lying for uh, 38 episodes now. My name is Pizza, and my last name is Sheets. And, uh, a very normal name. I've been bullied for a long time now. Um, I want something to cheer me up, so we're going to do uh, pitch that game. We're okay. going to talk about a game that we're going to make after the games we're making now, because we're so busy. So busy. God. Busy bees. A couple of busy bees, but around 2024, we will need to start to get to work, because that mm. is the date that the copyright for Mickey Mouse will expire, mm. Kevin. And I think on the day that that copyright expires, I think we'll want to have something ready. I think we'll want to be the first out of the gate with a Mickey Mouse game. And because uh, we will have the uh, IP, as that it will be public domain, we can do anything we want. We can get more wild than the uh, wildest epic Mickey concept art. Anything. Anything we want with Mickey Any- Mouse. You can fuck with Mickey Mouse all you like. You can ruin his day. What about make- Mickey Mickey Mouse? Um, mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse v Mickey Mouse Mortal Kombat. We get the X-ray zoom ins, bone breaking. <laughs> I feel like we'd get a lot of Kotaku articles with that one. You're right. Yeah, that's like, how you Mickey do it. Mickey Mouse. What? Huh, I, would watch, we watch this? Do you think? Here's my issue. Once Mickey Mouse is in the public domain, do you think Disney will go rogue with protecting IP and we'll just go missing? Because I wouldn't want that. I think that... I think that even though technically the the copyright will have run out on, like, Steamboat Willie or whatever, there's no way people... People will try stuff, but there's, like, surely that it's... it's Mickey Mouse is still under trademark now, so. But he's old. <laughs> he's he too old? old. That's that's my here's my I, I look. I don't know much about copyright law, but here's my perception of it. Mm-hmm. If something's really old, it's fair game. <laughs> All right, it's it. The dude Walt Disney is not alive. And if he was here, I'm sure he'd say, "Go at it. Go for it." Mm-hmm. Go Take with it, my you mouse scamps. and run, run with it. We can mess around with HP Lovecraft all we like, but that's boring. I want a mouse. What I want about? A rat. Remember that game? Uh, it was called Hatred, and it was just kind of specifically made to upset people. Mm-hmm. I what do remember that, Hatred very but, fondly. Uh, your Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah, what would it, Mickey's Mickey's vengeance? Yeah, I guess he would just murder everyone, right? He'd go all. Uh, we'd get the. Uh, we'd get the. Blue, never mind. We're finally gonna. We're finally gonna get to see. Uh, just Mickey Mouse, just let let loose. I think. It's like Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, Mickey Mouse unleashed. Yeah, so sort of the thing is, is you have a morality meter, where uh, you can either uh, murder. Or you can, uh, you know. Uh, so that's uh, Sky Pirate Radio for this <laughs> See, week. That's, that's basically what happens in Epic Mickey. That's why it's hard yeah, to that come is, up isn't with it? An idea for that because <laughs> the craziest, uh, the craziest Mickey Mouse video game has already come out. Yeah, 
Like, like with, with that one, I imagine they just went to, to Disney and were like, we want to have a morality thing in, in the game. And Disney gave them a billion rules for what Mickey Mouse can and cannot do. Um, Epic Mickey. Free. Coming soon from us. Uh, Top-down new... isometric shooter. There's a new Mickey Mouse Disneyland ride that's just come out recently. It's called Mickey uh-huh. and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And it seems uh, just okay. It's in the style of those new, like, Mickey Mouse Flash cartoons where everyone's kind of, like, a little weird and grotesque. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. I love Mickey Mouse, and I want to see him escape from his confines of the Magic Kingdom. Because I think there's a lot of potential in that rat. And uh, it's just waiting to get out. <laughs> no one's no one's seen the potential of Mickey Mouse that I see in Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. I want a House of Mouse club management game. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, uh, yeah, it's a sim. It's a simulation game where you you you, you have all the characters coming in like Scrooge McDuck and then Cinderella and all that kind of kind of stuff. Make sure you sit Cruella de Vil away from. Um, Fox Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, they're gonna get nasty. It's gonna get a little punchy in the House of Mouse. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Another slam dunk. Another an slam episode. dunk recording for the ages. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little bit messy, but I'll do what I can with it. <laughs> Trans- put it transcribe it on your wax cylinders for uh, for pros- for posterity posterity because this one's going to space baby this one's going lunar we're sending this, this to the aliens this one's we're broadcasting this one out to the aliens this is what they need to hear i reckon <laughs> yes this is a live broadcast to aliens we didn't plan any of this i don't think we fought this one through at all but that's okay the aliens are going to hear it regardless and whatever they choose to do to earth it's not in our hands it's their yeah, choice that's up to them that's up to them don't blame us <laughs> Sky Pirate Radio uh, tagline, don't blame us, as always. <laughs> uh, we're just the, the arbiters of this whole thing. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Peace Thank you. out. Bye-bye. Have a good week, everybody. Have, have a good week and a classic day. <laughs> <laughs>